Chapter Eleven of the Prelude to Adventure by Hugh Walpole. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven, Fifth of November, One. That attempt to make Craven speak his mind was Olva's last plunge into the open. He saw now, with a clarity that was like the sudden lifting of some blind before a lighted window, that he had been beguiled, betrayed. He had thought that his confession to Bunning would stay the pursuit. He saw now that it was the pursuer himself who had instigated it. With that confession, the grey shadow had drawn nearer, had made one degree more certain the ultimate capitulation. For Bunning was surely the last person to be told. With every hour, that became clearer. There were now about four weeks before the end of term. The Dublin match was to be on the first Tuesday of December, two days before everyone went down, and between the two dates, this 5th of November and that 2nd of December, the position must be held. The terror of the irresistible impulse now never left Olva. He had told Bunning in a moment of uncontrol. What might he not now do at any time? At one instant, to be absolutely silent seemed the only resource at the next to rush out and take part in all the life about him were he silent he was tortured by the silence if he flung himself amongst his fellow-men every hour threatened self-betrayal what moreover was happening in the house in rocket road craven was only waiting for certainty and at any moment some chance might give him what he needed what did mrs craven know margaret 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 olva took the thought of her in his hand and held it like a sword against the forces that were crowding in upon him the afternoon of november five was thick with fog so that the shops were lighted early and every room was dim and unreal and a sulphurous smell weighted the air after hall olva came back to his room and found bunning his white face peering out of the foggy mist like a dull moon from clouds waiting for him all day there had hung about olva heavy depression it had seemed so ugly and sinister a world the fog had been crowded with faces and terror and the dreadful overpowering impression of unreality that had been increasing with every day now took from his companions all life and made of them grinning masks he remembered margaret's cry it is like walking in a dream and echoed it surely it was a dream he would wake one happy morning and find that he had invited craven and carfax to breakfast and he would hear them whilst he dressed talking together in the outer room and later he would pass bunning in the court without knowing him he would be introduced one day to margaret craven and find the house in which she lived a charming and comfortable place full of light and air with a croquet lawn at the back of it and mrs craven a nice ordinary middle-aged woman stout possibly and fond of gossip and instead of being president of the wolves and a person of importance in the college he would be once again his old self knowing nobody scornful of the whole world and of the next world as well and this brought him up with a terrible awakening no that old reality could never be real again for that old reality meant a world without god god had come and had turned the world into a nightmare or was it only his rebellion against god that had so made it 
but the nightmare was there the awful uncertainty of every word of every step because with the slightest movement he might provoke the shadow to new action if anything so grave so stern so silent as that pursuit could be termed action and it was odd how certainly he knew it so kind bunning's face brought him to the sudden necessity of treating the nightmare as reality for the moment at any rate the staring spectacles piteously appealed to him i can't stand it i can't stand it hush over held his hand and out of the fog below in the cord a voice was calling craven craven buck up you old ass they're going to light bonfires and things bunning quavered and then with a hand that had always before seemed soft and flabby but that now was hard and burning he caught olva's wrist i had to see you i've been three days now waiting all the time for them to come and arrest you oh i've imagined everything everything and the fog makes it worse oh my god i can't stand it the man was on the edge of hysteria his senseless giggle threatened that in another instant it would be beyond all control there was no time to be lost olva took him by the shoulders held him firmly and looked straight into the weak quivering eyes that were behind the glasses like fish in a tank look here bunning pull yourself together you must you must do you understand if you've never done it before you must do it now remember that you wanted to help me well now you can do it but remember that if you give way so that people notice you then the show's up they'll be asking questions they'll watch you and you'll have done for me otherwise there's no risk whatever no risk whatever just remember that it's as though i'd never done anything everything's going on in its usual way life will always be just the same if you'll keep hold of yourself do you understand do you hear me bunning's quavering voice answered him i'll try well look here think of it quite calmly naturally you're taking it like a story that you've read in a magazine or a play you've seen at a theatre melodrama with all the lights on and everyone screaming well it can be like that if you want it everyone thinks of murder that way and you can go shrieking to the dean and have the rope round my neck in a minute but i want you to think of it as the most ordinary thing in the world remember no one knows but yourself and they won't know either if you behave in a natural sort of way then suddenly his voice sank to a growl and he caught the man's hands in his and held the whole quivering body in his control quiet he muttered quiet bunning had begun to laugh quite helplessly almost noiselessly only his fat cheeks were quivering and his mouth foolishly weakly smiling his eyes seemed to be disconnected from his body and to be protesting against it they looked out like a prisoner from behind barred windows the body began to shake from head to foot ripples of noiseless laughter shook his fat limbs then suddenly he began peal upon peal the tears came rolling down the mouth was loosely trembling and still only the eyes in a kind of sad stupid wonder protested olva seized his throat stop it you damned fool he looked straight into the eyes bunning ceased as suddenly as he had begun the horrible helpless noise fell with a giggle into silence he collapsed into a chair and hid his face in his hands there was a long pause 
Ulva gazed at the bending figure, summoning all his willpower to hold the shaking thing in control. He waited. Then, softly, he began again. Bunning, I did you a great wrong when I told you. You're not up to it. From behind the hands there came a muffled voice. I am up to it. This sort of thing makes it impossible. It shall never happen again. Bunning lifted his tear-stained face. It's been coming for days. I've been so dreadfully frightened. But now, that I've been with you, it's better. Much better. If only and his voice caught if only no one suspects olva gravely answered no one suspects if i thought that any one that there was any chance that any one had an idea craven's voice was echoing in olva's ears he answered again no one has the slightest suspicion bunning got up heavily from the chair i shall be better now it's been so awful having a secret i never could keep one i always used to do wrong things at home and then tell them and then get punished but i will try but if i thought that they guessed there was a rap on the door and bunning gasped stepped back against the wall his face white his knees trembling don't be such a fool Ova said fiercely if you're like that every time anyone knocks you may as well chuck it at once look sensible man pull yourself together lawrence entered bringing log with him from the stairs his big thick-set body was so reassuring so healthy in its sturdiness so strange a contrast to the trembling figure against the wall that olva felt an immense relief you know bunning lawrence how do lawrence gripped bunning's fingers nodded to bunning's stumbling words and smiled genially bunning got to the door blinked upon them both from behind his glasses and was gone muttering something about work uh, letters to write rum feller said lawrence and dismissed him with a chuckle shouldn't ever have thought him your style dune but you're a clever feller and clever fellers always see more in stupid fellers than ordinary fellers do come out and see the rag rag what rag it's november fifth so it was in the air already perhaps there were those mysterious signs and portents that heralded riot nothing as yet for the casual observer to notice nothing but a few undergraduates arm in arm pacing the sleepy streets a policeman here a policeman there every now and again clocks strike the quarters and in many common rooms heads are nodding over ancient port and argument of the gentlest kind is being tossed to and fro but nevertheless we remember other fifths of november there was that occasion in ninety eight that other more distant time in ninety three there was that furious battle in the market-place when the town hall was nearly set on fire and a policeman had his arm broken these are historic occasions on the other hand the fateful date was passed often enough without the merest flinging of a squib or friendly appropriation of the genial policeman's helmet no one can say and no one knows whether there will be riot to-night or no most of the young gentlemen now parading the k p and petty curie would undoubtedly prefer that there should be a riot for one thing there has been no riot during the last five or six years 
no one up just now has had any experience of such a thing and it would be beyond question delightful to taste the excitement of it but on the other hand there is all the difficulty of getting under way one cannot possibly enjoy the occasion until one has reached that delightful point where one has lost all sense of risk when recklessly we pile the bonfire snap our fingers in the nose of poor mr gregg who is terrific enough when he marches solemnly into chapel but is nothing at all when he is screaming with shrill anger amongst the lights and fury of the blazing common will this wonderful moment when discipline respect for authority thoughts of home terrors of being sent down all these bogies are flung derisively to the winds arrive to-night it has struck nine and to ova and lawrence walking solemnly through the market-place it all seems quiet enough but behold how the gods work their will it so happens that giles of st martin's has occasion on this very day to celebrate his twenty-first birthday it has been done as a twenty-first birthday should be done and by nine o'clock the company twenty in number have decided that it was the ruddiest of ruddy old worlds that let's have some more to drink old man it was fifth of november and that a ruddy old bonfire would be a ruddy old joke now at half-past nine the company of twenty march singing down the k p and gather unto themselves others a murmur is spreading through the byways bonfire on the common bonfire on the common the streets began to be black with undergraduates two ova was conscious as he passed with lawrence through the now crowded streets that bunning's hysteria had had an effect upon his nerves he could not define it more directly than by saying that the shadow that had during these many weeks appeared to be pursuing him at a distance now seemed to be actually with him it was as though three of them and not two were walking there side by side it was as though he were himself whispering in his own ear some advice of urgent pleading that he was himself rejecting he was even weighted with a sense of some enlarged growth of having in fact to carry more physically as well as spiritually than he had ever carried before now it quite definitely and audibly pleaded submit 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 see the tangle that you are getting yourself into see the trouble that you are getting others into see the tangle and muddle that you are making of it all submit give in you are beaten but he was not beaten neither the love of margaret nor the suspicion of rupert nor the hysteria of bunning had as yet defeated him and even as he resisted it was as though he were fighting himself sydney street was now quite black with thronging undergraduates moving towards the common there was very little noise in it all every now and again some voice would call aloud to some other voice and would be answered back a murmur like the swelling of some stream unlike in its uniformity and curious evenness of note any human conversation seemed to cling to the old grey walls all of it at present orderly enough but with sinister omen in its very quiet ulva felt an increasing excitement as he moved it was an excitement that had some basis in the stir that was about him in the murmur like bees of the crowd 
in the soft stirring of grey branches above the walls of the street against the night sky in the golden lights that set in dim towers shone high up above their heads in all these things there was a mysterious tremor that beat with the rhythm of a pulse from the town's very heart but there was more than that in his excitement there was working in him a conviction that he was now even now reaching the very climax of his adventure very certainly very surely the moment was drawing near and even in the instant when he had that very evening left his rooms he had stepped he instinctively knew out of one stage into another where are we going he asked lawrence common there's going to be an old fire hope there's a row don't mind who i hit the side streets that led to the common made progress more difficult and with the increased difficulty came also a more riotous spirit someone started the two obadiahs and it was lustily sung with a good deal of repetition several people had wooden rattles intended to encourage college boats during the races but very useful just now there were at the point where the street plunges into the common some wooden turnstiles and these of course were immensely in the way and men were flung about and there was a good deal of coarse pleasantry and one mild freshman who had been caught into the crowd by accident was thrown on to the ground and very nearly trodden to death the sight of the vast and mysterious common put every one into the best of spirits there was room here to do anything and it was also dark enough and wide enough to escape if escape were advisable moreover the space of it seemed so limitless that it negatives any one's responsibility a sudden delightful activity swept over the world and it was immediately everyone's business to get wood from anywhere at all and drag it into the middle of the common as they moved through the turnstiles olva fancied that he caught sight of craven on the common's edge with bright little lights in their windows were perched a number of tiny houses with strips of garden in front of them these little eyes watched apprehensively no doubt the shadowy mass that hovered under the night sky they did not like this kind of thing these little houses they remembered five or six years ago when their cabbages had been trampled upon their palings torn down even hand-to-hand contest in the passages and one roof on fire where were the police the little eyes watched anxiously there was no sign of the police ova smiled at himself for the excitement that he was feeling he was standing at present with lawrence on the edge of the common watching but he was feeling irresistibly drawn towards the dark pile of wood that was rising slowly towards the sky as though one were ten years old and yet there was lawrence murmuring i'd awfully like to hit somebody and that after all was what it all came to perhaps olva if there were really to be some scraps would be able to work off some of his apprehension of his breathlessness oh for one wild ten minutes when scruples were flung to the winds when there was at last in front of one an enemy whom one could touch whom one could fling physically brutally down before one the worst of it is lawrence was saying that there are these town cads they'll be in the back somewhere shouting it am varsity or something and then running for their lives if they see a robert coming it's rotten being mixed up with such muck 
anyhow i'm going to have a dash at it and then suddenly plunged forward into space olva was alone a breeze blew across the common the stars twinkled and jumped as though they were suffering from a nervous attack and with every moment restraint was flung a farther distance more voices called aloud and shouted more men poured out of the little side streets it had the elements of a great mystery it was as though mother earth had with a heave of her breast tossed these shadowy forms into the air and was herself stirring with the emotion of their movement there was an instant's breathless silence to the roar of a shouting multitude a bright hard flame shot like steel into the air the bonfire was alight now with every moment it mounted higher black pygmy figures were now dancing round it and across the common other figures were always passing dragging wood with them the row of palings towards the river had gone and soon those little cottages that lined the grass must suffer surely now the whole of the university was gathered there the crowd was close now dense men shoved against one another crying out excited cries waving their arms with strange meaningless gestures they were arriving rapidly at that condition when they had neither names nor addresses but merely impulses most dangerous element of all threatened that ring of loafers on the outskirts loafers from the town here in this mob of excited boys was opportunity for them of getting something back on that authority that had so often treated them with ignominy their duty to shout approval to insult at a distance to run for their lives were their dirty bodies in any danger but always to fan the flame good old varsity let em have it the dirty pull their shirts off screams laughter shouting wild dancing let the dawns come now and see what they can make of it bulldogs shouted a voice in olfa's ear and turning round he beheld a breathless dishevelled bunning i've been pulling wood off the palings ah such noises to cover his breath such a rag and then more apprehensively bulldogs there they are with melcher they stood two big men in top hats plainly to be seen behind a dawn in cap and gown upon a little hill to the right of the bonfire the flames lit their figures melcher the dawn was reading something from a paper and round the hill derisively dancing were many undergraduates apparently the proctor found the situation too difficult for him and presently he disappeared bunning watched him apprehension and a sense of order struggling with a desire for adventure they've gone to fetch the police there'll be an awful row there probably would be because that moment had at last been reached when authority was flung absolutely to the winds of heaven the world seemed in a moment to have gone mad take bunning his cheeks flushed his body shaking his eyes flaming for an example olva dark motionless in his shadow watched it all and waited for his moment he knew that it was coming grimly he addressed the shadow now close to his very heart i know you you are urging me on this night is your business but i am fighting you still i am fighting you still the moment came bunning clutching on to olva's sleeve whispered the police even at that crisis of intensest excitement he could be seen nervously pushing his spectacles up his nose 
a surging crowd of men and olva again fancied that he caught sight of craven swept towards the row of timid twinkling lights with their neat little gardens like trembling protests laid out before them more wood more wood to appease that great flaming monster that shot tongues of fire now to the very heavens more wood more wood look out the police they came with their truncheons in a line down the common olva was flung into the heart of a heaving mass of legs and arms he caught a glimpse of bunning behind and he thought that he saw craven a little to his right he did not know he did not care his blood was up at last he was shouting he knew not what he was hitting out with his fists men's voices about him let go you beast my god i'll finish you there goes a bobby stamp on him a disgraceful scene the policemen were hopelessly outnumbered the crowd broke on to the line of orderly little gardens water was poured from windows the palings were flung to the ground glass broken screams of women somewhere in the distance but even now olva knew that his moment had not come then someone shouted in his ear town cads they're murdering a bobby he was caught with several other men of their number was bunning off the common up a side street a blazing lamp showed him an angry shouting jeering crowd figures closed round something on the ground four men had joined arms with him and now the five of them shouting varsity hitting right and left rushed into the circle the circle broke and olva saw lying his length on the ground half stunned clothed only in a torn shirt of bright blue a stout heavy figure once obviously from the clothes flung to one side a policeman now with his large red face in a muddy puddle his fat naked legs bent beneath him his fingers clutching dirt nothing very human at all town cads of the worst some brute now was raising his foot and kicking the bare flesh instantly the world was on flame for olva now again as once in sanit wood he must hit and hit with all his soul he broke like a madman into the heart of the crowd sending it flying there were cries and screams he was conscious of three faces there was bunning there white staring there was craven with his back to a house door staring also and directly before him was a purple face with muddy hair fringing it and little beady eyes the face of the brute who had been kicking he must hit he struck and his fist broke the flesh he was exultant at last he had after these weeks of intangibility found something solid the face broke away from him the circle scattered back and the fat naked body was lying in the mud alone there was a sudden silence olva conscious of a great power surging through his body raised his hand again a voice shrill terror in it screamed look out man he'll kill you he turned and saw under the lamplight craven his eyes blazing his fingers pointed he was suddenly cold from head to foot the voice came it had seemed from heaven craven's eyes were alive now with certainty then there was another cry from somewhere of the police and the crowd had melted in the little street now there were only the body of the policeman and a handful of undergraduates 
they raised the man poured water over him found some of his clothes and two men led him his head lolling down the street there was a noisy world somewhere in the distance but here there was silence Olva crept slowly out of his exultation and found himself in the cold windy street with bunning for his only companion bunning now a torn dirty bleeding bunning gripped his arm did you hear hear what craven when you were fighting there craven was watching i saw it all craven suspects olva met the frightened eyes he does not suspect didn't you hear he called out to the cad you were going for then in a kind of whimper dismal enough in the dreary little street he'll find out craven i know he will oh my god what shall i do someone had broken the glass of the street lamp and the gas flared above them noisily End of chapter 11